Um, some of them also do a double whammy by spreading disease, specifically the cucumber beetles and the aphids. And so trying to keep them, trying to prevent them um, is actually not only going to help you prevent them from doing damage to your plants, but then also the spreading of diseases. Hey, I'm Karen, and together with my husband, I spent over a decade researching and learning and building our small farm through lots of trial and error, successes and failures. I went back to school to get my degree in horticulture to help our farm business, and now I want to pass all that knowledge on to you. Because I firmly believe that self-reliance is empowering, and that everyone, whether you've got a five-acre plot in the country, a half-acre lot in suburbia, or a windowless room in a downtown apartment, should just grow something. Hello, my gardening friends, and welcome back to the Just Grow Something podcast. This Garden Talk Tuesday, we are talking cucumbers. Cucumbers are one of my favorite things to grow. They're one of my favorite things to eat in the summer. They are a great plant to grow in the garden if you're gardening with kids because they grow fairly quickly. Um, They're easy for little hands to sort of grab and hang on to. Um, there is nothing quite as refreshing as far as I'm concerned, um, as bringing, you know, fresh tomatoes and cucumbers in from the garden and making a tomato and cucumber salad. And there are so many types of cucumbers, slicing, burpless, seedless, snacker sized, pickling sized, lemon cucumbers, spiny cucumbers, Armenian, English, vining, bushing, you name it. There is a cucumber out there. So let's dig in to how to grow cucumbers. So let's start with the basics. The scientific name for cucumber is Cucumis sativus. Uh, They originated in South Africa. Cucumbers are a member of the Curcubitaceae family or the curcubits. That's the uh, same family as cantaloupe and pumpkins and squash and some of the gourds. Um, The usual cultivated varieties grow on a vine or they have a bush habit. Uh, roughly cylindrical in most instances and kind of elongated, um, although specialty varieties and some heirlooms can look vastly different from this. Uh, if you've ever seen a lemon cucumber, it grows uh, in the shape of a baseball and will eventually get a yellow coloring to it. Um, there are also white cucumbers that are sort of, you know, oblong or egg-shaped. Uh, there are spiny ones that have little spikes sticking out of them. Um, all kinds of different heirlooms and and different cucumbers from around the world can look differently. But, you know, the usual cultivated variety is what you typically think of as what you see in the grocery store, the kind of cylindrical um, green ones. Uh, in botanical terms, cucumbers are technically a fruit or even more technically, a berry, um, although it's treated like a vegetable, just like we do with tomatoes. Um, there are plenty of wild and other types of cucumbers that may or may not be in the same family that are found all over the world. And they often have the word cucumber in their name, uh, but they may not necessarily be in the same family. So we're just going to focus on the common cultivated variety. The uh, cultural significance and ethnobotanical uses, remember ethnobotany is the study of a region's plants and their practical uses through the traditional knowledge of a local culture and its peoples. Please remember these uses are cited as a historical and anthropological resource and say it with me, never ingest the parts of any plant without being absolutely positive of its effect upon the human body. 
That being said, cucumbers are pretty straightforward. They're known as a diuretic, specifically the seeds, uh, and for being good for the kidney and the bladder. Uh, the cucumber juice is also consumed to help with intestinal issues. Uh, it's thought to help purify the lungs and, of course, the skin, right? It's used cosmetically for cleansing and for moisturizing the skin uh, and for reducing puffiness and swelling under the eyes. So nothing too unusual in any of the traditional uses of cucumbers. It's pretty much just the way that you, uh, that you think about it. As far as nutrition is concerned with cucumbers, they're about 96% water. So their main claim to fame is good levels of dietary fiber, potassium, and vitamin C. They are low in calories. They're low in carbohydrates. They're low in sodium and fat and cholesterol. Um, they've only got about 15 calories per cup, so it makes for a great snack if you're watching your weight or you need to be conscious of your snacking habits. I personally love a good cucumber salad, or I slice them up and dip them in hummus. Um, I can eat cucumbers all summer long, and then, of course, make them into pickles to be able to eat all winter long. So let's talk about cultivation. How do we grow cucumbers? Um, for in-ground cultivation, cucumbers need warm, fertile soil, um, with a pH between 6.0 and 6.8, although they will tolerate a slightly more alkaline soil uh, if necessary. The better the soil, the better the cucumbers. So do yourself a favor and be sure to amend the soil with lots of compost. And this will also help keep the soil loose for good drainage, which is also important for cucumbers. Uh, cucumbers also need full sun. But if you live in a very hot climate, your cucumbers could benefit from some afternoon shade to prevent the fruit from scalding and to prevent the vines from drying out. Now, cucumbers can be started ahead of time to transplant out into your garden, or you can direct sow the seeds into the ground or into your raised beds. Just be sure the soil temperature is staying at or above 60 degrees Fahrenheit. Cucumbers will not properly germinate at soil temperatures below that, so you will have spotty germination or no germination at all. So 60 degrees or above consistently um, for direct sowing. Otherwise, start them ahead of time and go ahead and transplant them out into the garden about two weeks after your last frost date in the spring. Um, there are several different ways to cultivate cucumbers. The first method is to plant them in slightly tapered hills and then allow the vines or the plants to vine across the ground. Uh, if you've got, you know, a good amount of room in your garden or if you've got a raised bed that is dedicated specifically to cucumbers, then this is fine. Just mound up that soil. The hill helps with drainage and it gives the plants sort of some place to sprawl to. So mound the soil about 18 inches across and make sure it's about four inches high or so in the center. Um, using this method, you're going to want to plant two plants per hill, or if you're direct sowing, go ahead and put three seeds per hill, and then have each hill spaced about three to six feet apart. And then if you do it directly from seed, once those seeds sprout, then thin it down to where you've just got those two plants in the hill after they've germinated. You can also sort of do this in rows if you have a large area where you sort of mound up the row 
and then just place the plants individually in all along that row and let them sort of vine down um, off of that mound. So it all depends on how much space you have. Uh, another way to plant cucumbers is on trellises. This is a great space saver. Um, plants that you're growing on trellises that are growing upwards only need to be spaced about a foot apart. So you can get more plants in a smaller area than if you're allowing them to vine across the ground. You will need to train your plants at first to climb up the trellis. And you just have to do that by moving the plant over, move its tendrils over um, towards the trellis. They'll quickly grab on and start growing up on their own. Uh, you can use all kinds of things as trellises, hog panel, woven wire fencing, tomato cages. Um, you can even just take one single wire and attach it to a stake or to a, a fence uh, and angle it down at about a 45 degree angle down to the ground and train your cucumber plant to grow just up that one that one wire. So they they will climb whatever you give them to climb. So you don't have to get fancy, although it's fun to get fancy if you want to build a fancy wooden trellis or something. Um, or you can do them. I've seen people use cattle panels that you bend over in sort of a tunnel shape and allow them to climb up and over top of that cattle panel where the cucumbers can actually sort of hang down and hang through. This gives you beautifully, perfectly straight cucumbers to do it that way. And that's another thing that's fun for kids too, because then they get to go into the cucumber tunnel. So it's also a good place to kind of hang out on a hot summer day. It's nice and cool under there. Um, there are bush type cucumbers that will not need a trellis and they won't sprawl across the ground either. These are compact plants, but they still produce a good load of cucumbers. So if you're gardening in a smaller space, um, or you don't want to dedicate a huge amount of space to, to cucumbers, you can also try the bush type, uh, plants. So in areas where your spring is sort of long and cool, most zones about five and north, um, you can actually warm the soil a little bit, at least by a good three or four degrees, by covering your hills or your rows with a dark mulch to help sort of draw in the heat. So either a black landscape fabric or even just a really hot compost uh, for, for warming the soil. If you don't need to warm the soil in your area, then be sure to mulch after you plant or after your plants sprout um, using either straw or chopped leaves or whatever your favorite organic mulch is. Um, if the weather is unseasonably cool, you can wait a little bit to mulch, but mulching is definitely important to help keep the fruit clean um, for any of the vines that are growing on the ground or any of the bush types. Straw mulch is also thought to be sort of uncomfortable for slugs. And it doesn't make for very easy footing for cucumber beetles. So that'll help keep those at bay. And we'll talk about those things a little bit in the pests section. One other consideration for planting cucumbers is to not plant them in the same area in your garden um, where you're planting potatoes. Potatoes are really heavy feeders and they may draw the nutrients away from your cucumbers. And then cucumbers can encourage potato blight under certain conditions, something that you definitely want to avoid in your potatoes. 
So planting potatoes and cucumbers together is not a great idea. But if you're looking for a good companion to plant near your cucumbers, radishes are just the ticket. They can help confuse those cucumber beetles and aphids and keep them out of your cucumbers. So a consideration for cucumbers um, is moisture level. Not giving them enough water or having inconsistent moisture can cause the shade, the the fruits to be sort of oddly shaped or can cause them to have an off flavor or a bitter flavor. So at least an inch of water per week, uh, more water uh, if necessary when it's really, really hot or when you haven't had much in the way of rain um, is, is pretty important for cucumbers. This is where your mulch is also going to come in handy, making sure you have a thick layer down there that's going to help retain that moisture level. Um, if possible, water your cucumbers with a soaker hose or drip irrigation to keep the foliage dry. This is going to help prevent um, leaf diseases that can totally ruin your cucumber plants. And keep in mind that cucumbers grow very quickly. And depending on the nutrient density of your soil, you may need to feed them. You can use a, a, a complete fertilizer like a 10-10-10 um, or one that is higher in phosphorus, that middle number, like a 10-20-10, and work it into the soil before planting if you find that your nutrient level is a little low. And then when the vines are about a foot long, then you can apply another dose of fertilizer um, according to the directions on the package, I mean, in general, about a tablespoon per plant should be sufficient, but make sure that you're reading the instructions on your plant, uh, on your package, um, to make sure that you are giving the right amount of fertilizer for the space that your cucumbers are growing in. And then try to keep the plants weed free by using mulch. Uh, don't cultivate deeper than about an inch around the outside of those plants because you can cut off the feeder roots and that's going to stunt the plant's growth. You've heard me talk before about First Saturday Lime, the environmentally friendly alternative to pesticides that we use on our farm. We use it everywhere, in the gardens, in the chicken coops, in the pig pastures, and around the outside of our home. Traditional hydrated lime can be dangerous to work with, but First Saturday Lime created a non-caustic formula that is tough on bugs, but totally safe for humans and pets. Now, as a listener of the Just Grow Something podcast, First Saturday Lime can be your favorite natural pest control too. You can save 10% off your first order by using the code JUSTGROW at checkout at firstsaturdaylime.com. It's a super strong formula derived from eco-friendly products. It's safe for us, it's safe for the animals, and it's so effective I have a 20-pound bag delivered every month to use it on the first Saturday. Get it? <laughs> Good. Now get it. Go to firstsaturdaylime.com and use code JUSTGROW for 10% off your first order. So growing cucumbers in pots and raised beds is done pretty much the same way that you do in the garden. Um, like I said, there are bush varieties that do really well in smaller spaces. Um, so those are good for raised beds, they're good for pots on your deck. You can even do them in hanging baskets. But you can also just plant a vining variety but and put it into a pot and then just place a tomato cage or a small trellis um, around the pot or, uh, or lean it up against the pot for the cucumber to climb up. 
you will need to feed container-grown cucumbers more frequently throughout the season, maybe as often as every two weeks, depending on the size of your container and how frequently you're having to water. And be sure to pay attention to the available sunlight and move your container to make sure it's getting the full sun when needed. But conversely to that, having some protection from the heat of the afternoon is also definitely appreciated for uh, for cucumbers that are in smaller containers. This is going to prevent them from drying out as quickly and from scorching the fruit. So again, the mobility of having containers uh, makes it better for the plant. You can move it around and give it, provide it what it needs when it needs it according to the time of year. So let's talk about some cucumber pests. Uh, cucumber beetles, squash bugs, vine borers, and aphids are probably the most common pests that you may find coming after your cucumber plants. Um, slugs can also be a problem, specifically when it's, it's really uh, humid out. So like I mentioned before, straw mulch is a good deterrent for slugs and cucumber beetles. Um, in addition to that, we use first Saturday lime around the base of all of our plants um, and then in the crevices and stuff too where we see any possibility of aphids. Um, we do around the base of the plants for slugs and for beetle larvae. In our area, squash bugs and vine borers are the absolute worst. Uh, we battle those in our squash plants, and that usually means we're battling them in our cucumber plants as well. Um, we have seen cucumber beetles, but they don't seem to do as much damage to our plants as the squash bugs and the vine borers. So with those, prevention through crop rotation is definitely the first line of defense, uh, followed by hand picking. Um, you can also protect the base of your plants from vine borers by wrapping the base of the cucumber plants with aluminum foil um, when you're planting them or once they've sprouted. Not really tightly, just enough to, to prevent those vine borers from getting in at the base of the plant and laying their eggs. Um, there's also various pyrethrums and uh, neem oil extracts that are available that can be fairly good at preventing these or keeping them at bay. Um, you can also plant later in the season to disrupt the reproductive cycle of these pests. Um, some of them also do a double whammy by spreading disease, specifically the cucumber beetles and the aphids. And so trying to keep them, or trying to prevent them um, is actually not only going to help you prevent them from doing damage to your plants, but then also the spreading of diseases. So what diseases do we look at um, most frequently in cucumbers. The main ones are anthracnose, bacterial wilt, downy mildew, powdery mildew, and cucumber mosaic virus. So anthracnose is a fungal pathogen, and it usually pops up during warm and rainy summers. It causes these really ugly lesions to form on all over the plants um, and on the fruits. Most gardeners have access to liquid copper 
sprays, you can find them, or sulfur powders, you can find them in your in your garden center. Um, those need to be used as soon as the lesions appear, and they have to be used during the entire season to keep the d- disease at bay. If you are prone to these diseases in your area or you've had them in your garden before, it's usually recommended to start using these sprays and these powders immediately once you plant the crop uh, and continue using them all season if you want to be able to get a harvestable crop. Um, the Really the only way that you can manage this uh, by to prevent it is by practicing crop rotation for at least three years. Um, and you plant non-curcubit crops during those three years to sort of break the cycle of the disease. The next one is bacterial wilt. It's caused by the cucumber beetle. Uh, The bacteria overwinter in the gut of these beetles, and so they spread them from plant to plant while they're feeding on the plant. So not only are they damaging the plant by feeding on it, um, but they're also spreading this bacterial wilt. What happens is the leaves on the plant will eventually just sort of turn yellow and brown at the margins and then they'll completely wither and they'll die. And then that wilt sort of progresses down the vine until the entire vine wilts and then dies. And unfortunately, there is no cure for bacterial wilt once the plant has it. So your only prevention is to keep the cucumber beetles away Um, otherwise you're just going to sort of watch the whole plant eventually wither and die, and then you're going to have to pull it and toss it. So you might get some harvestable fruit out of it. Um, but you can, you know, it's, it, once it's got it, it's done for, uh, downy mildew is another disease. It's spread by the wind in a lot of cases, but it can survive in the soil in some climates. Uh, It thrives in wet or very humid conditions. Um, It's caused by an oomycete or a water mold um, that causes the disease. Uh, It can travel through the air or or in water um, or on tools. Um, It causes these yellow spots to form on the cucumber leaves and then eventually they they turn brown. Um, It's kind of ugly. It it interrupts the uh, or disrupts the ability of the plant to photosynthesize um, and to take in nutrients and and eventually will cause the plant to die. Uh, Proper sanitation and keeping water uh, down at the base of the plants and not up on the leaves is really the best way to prevent it. Um, This is one where if you are in an area that is prone to downy mildew, you can use the fungicides that uh, that are meant for this and you apply them basically once a week if you haven't seen any indication of the disease. After the disease is detected, then you have to use it like every five days on cucumbers. Um, so it's, it's again, it's, it's more of a problem in some areas than in others. Um, here where we are in the Midwest, it generally doesn't really show up until maybe late summer if we're going to get it at all. And in that instance, it's definitely spread by the wind. Uh, it doesn't really survive here. And that's usually only if we've had a really, really rainy, um, wet summer, which doesn't happen very often around here. So what does happen is powdery mildew. Uh, That is caused by a fungus. Um, It can also cause premature death of the plant leaves, and it can um, reduce the yield or the quality of the fruit your plant produces. It looks different from downy mildew. And like the name suggests, it has a more powdery white appearance on the leaves. 
Um, it's uh, another one that really likes humid, damp conditions. We had a really big problem with this. Uh, I want, it was either last year or the year before. Our spring was very wet and it was it was cool and so it was cloudy all the time. So there wasn't any anything to sort of cook off. Um, for lack of a better term, um, this, this fungus. And so it was like, everything was just constantly damp and, um, the powdery mildew just, you know, uh, appeared overnight all over, um, all of our cucumbers at the greenhouse before we had a chance to even transplant them. So what we did was we used first Saturday lime for this. Um, it, we've sprinkled it over the leaf surfaces, which made the the um, the leaf surface more alkaline. So you changing the pH of the leaf surface will help keep powdery mildew at bay. People also use a mixture of like milk and water or a spray of hydrogen peroxide and water. All these remedies basically make the leaf surface inhospitable for the fungus and controls the spread of it. Uh, this is another one where keeping the leaves dry by watering at the base of the plant is a, is a good way to prevent the spread. Um, also making sure that there's good airflow around the plants. So if you're in an area that's susceptible to powdery mildew, um, trellising your cucumbers instead of having them grow on the ground is a really good idea. And then you can also buy um, resistant varieties of cucumber plants that have been bred to be resistant to powdery mildew. And then the last cucumber disease uh, I want to talk about is cucumber mosaic virus. So it's named cucumber mosaic virus because it was first found in cucumbers, but this one can actually infect hundreds of different types of plants. Um, cucumber mosaic virus can stunt the plant. You'll see the this mosaic pattern of light and dark green um, or a yellow and green on the leaves. Uh, and then it causes the leaves to sort of malform or the growing points to 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 grow in a, in a weird shape. Uh, unfortunately, there are no chemical preventions or cures for this virus, and it is spread through aphids. Uh, they like to spread this disease or through the propagation of infected plants. So buying virus-free plants or starting your own from seed um, disinfecting your tools regularly and controlling aphids are key to keeping away cucumber mosaic virus. Um, we control aphids by purchasing ladybugs from Arbico Organics, and thankfully we've never had a case of cucumber mosaic virus, at least that I've, I've seen on any of our plants. So um, with most of these diseases, again, prevention is, is key making sure you're controlling your watering, making sure you, you're properly sanitizing everything uh, and doing you know proper airflow and keeping the, the, the insect pests at bay are your best bets in controlling um, these different uh, diseases. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So let's talk about 
flowering and harvest of your cucumbers. Uh, most cucumbers produce both male and female flowers. The male opens first, um, and then the flowers drop off. The female flowers produce the fruits. Some varieties produce only female flowers for a higher production rate, and they will need a pollinator variety planted with it. So in most garden center packages, this isn't going to be the case. You're going to get just the regular um, cucumber seeds. Um, but if you are ordering online, be sure to read the description or read the packaging. Or if you're ordering from a big seed catalog, read the descriptions. Um, these varieties that have only the female flowers are going to have a pollinizer variety mixed into the packet. And they're going to be mixed in at the appropriate rate for pollination for that variety. But you have to plant the entire package to be sure. So if you've got a small garden, this could be a problem. You get a packet of 50 seeds and you have no idea which ones are the pollinizers and which ones aren't. You have to plant the whole thing. So uh, standard varieties are going to have both male and female flowers. Once the cucumbers start fruiting and producing, you're going to need to harvest them pretty regularly, like every two days. <laughs> cucumbers will grow um, by 50% every 24 hours. So that tiny little cucumber can become a giant in just a matter of days. And when that happens, they become sort of sour or bitter. Although if you know people who like to make sour pickles, they usually look for the yellow cucumbers. You can harvest cucumbers anytime after they're big enough for you to use for whatever you're using them for. You know, you don't necessarily have to buy um, or grow pickling varieties of cucumbers if you want to make pickles. You can just harvest them really, really small. Um, the pickling varieties generally have a smaller seed bed, which is why they're pickling varieties, and they generally don't get as big as your regular slicing cucumbers. When they do get big, then those seed beds get really big. So, um, But you can just pick little tiny cucumbers if you want to do them that way. You can also pick them at a snacking size. Uh, and then wait and pick some more at a slicing size. Just make sure you're not waiting too long to harvest them because that can also signal the vine to stop producing and then you're going to cut your harvest short. And lemon cucumbers can be picked at any time too. They also, they don't need to be yellow like a lemon. In fact, by the time they turn yellow, they're often the size of a softball and the skin has thickened and they may have more seeds than what you'd like. So harvest those ones a little bit earlier uh, than you think you should. So when you're harvesting cucumbers, don't pull the fruit from the vine. That could damage both the vine and the fruit. Just clip the stem just above the fruit. And then once they're harvested, keep them in the refrigerator for a week or so, 10 days without much of a problem. You can also wrap them in plastic wrap or beeswax wraps even before you've sliced them. Um, that'll get them to hold even longer. And this is especially true of those thinner skinned varieties like the English cucumbers. That's why you always see them wrapped in plastic in the grocery store. So that's it. Go forth and plant cucumbers. <laughs> um, I hope this gives you uh, the confidence to go out and grow a bunch of, uh, of great cucumbers, no matter what size garden you have. Thanks for listening today. Friday will be our next Can You Dig It episode. Um, got a couple of great stories for you and some awesome questions to answer. In the meantime, uh, make sure you're going out and rating and reviewing this podcast in all the places our listenership is growing. And uh, that's a good thing. We're hoping to get 
you know, more people involved in gardening and answer those gardening questions. And so you can share the favorite episodes with your friends and your other gardening friends um, to, to let them know about this podcast as well. So, oh, in the meantime, you can also go out and, uh, follow the Instagram page, the just grow something podcast Instagram. And I would always appreciate your feedback. You can send feedback to the email address grow at just grow something podcast.com, or you can leave a message at the link in the show notes, or you can go to the website, justgrowsomethingpodcast.com and use the form there. Thank you so much for listening today. And until next time, my gardening friends, keep on cultivating that dream garden and I will talk to you soon. You just finished another episode of the Just Grow Something podcast. I hope these episodes are helping you understand more about how to grow your own food and maybe growing an awareness of food issues in general. Just remember, no matter where you live or what you have, you can absolutely grow something. Thank you.